Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the For My Friends podcast. What's going on, Big Bush Nation? Get it. It is St. Patrick's Day, 317-21. Um, come at you guys a, a day late. Been uh, kind of busy this week. Um, you know, big news. Went, went to an open mic. Wildly underwhelming. But, I mean, it was pretty fun. Went to an open mic, tried out some some jokes, and uh, met some people. This open mic was much better than the open mic that I had went to uh, that I spoke about previously. But, oddly enough, almost exactly a year later, not my second uh, open mic that I did, the same heroin kid went up right before me. This time, he... He was coherent and and actually pretty funny. He just went into this really horrible joke that made everybody in the room super uncomfortable, which I find hilarious. So I'm laughing at how uncomfortable everyone is, and I think the kid knew it, and he was kind of really leaning into just the sitting in the just uncomfortable. It was It was something. It really was something. So at least this time, you know, even though he went on right before me, he uh, actually made some sense and was pretty funny. The manager got mad and came out of the back and like said something to the guy who puts on the shows. Um, like that the kid can't say stuff like that. People were saying some pretty wild stuff. And and that guy felt that strongly about what he said. I'm not going to get into the specifics of the joke, but it was pretty funny. Horrible. But the situation was really funny. So anyway, uh, that's that. And uh, here we go. So I was kind of thinking through some of the stories I have. Um, and I, I told you two really just horror strip club stories. Uh, the Uncle Jay story um, from that, that strip club. And the one where we were in Providence. And uh, we paid that stripper to slap my buddy in the face. And... Uh, and I th- this is the third one. I don't. I don't think I ever ever told this one. This one is about a strip club in like farm podunk, uh, heading out towards Do- uh, Amish country, uh, Pennsylvania. So you can imagine that it was awesome. I went to go visit my buddy who lived out there. Um, we lived together in undergrad. Uh, and I was going out to visit him, stay with him for the night. And we go and, you know, we're drinking, playing video games or something. I think I might have still actually been in undergrad. He just graduated. I think that was how it was. Yeah, I was getting ready to graduate. He had been living at home for about a year because he was just, you know, working, getting his shit together, getting a job, which wasn't an easy thing to do back in like 2008. Um, there was no jobs anywhere. So anyway, um, you know, he, he had a um, girlfriend at the time. I don't know if she was, they, they did eventually get married, but maybe his girlfriend at the time. And I met her for the first time, seemed very nice. We're playing video games, whatever. We're, we're drinking, hanging out. And I don't know what happened. If it was a phone call, I must have missed it. Maybe there was some awkwardness between them I just didn't pick up on. But she left, and I didn't think much of it. Um, then as the night went on, he just kept getting angrier and angrier, but like not saying why he's angry. And then he's like, he's like, let's go somewhere. 
And in hindsight, I probably shouldn't have hopped into the car with him, but <laughs> but I did. And we start driving to a strip club. And he is like grabbing just beer and, and putting it in a cooler and he throws it in easy. This place BYOB. So we're going to a BYOB strip club, boys. Ladies, gentlemen, who you know, it's that's that's where we're heading. We're heading to a fucking BYOB strip club in the middle of cornfields and fucking, you know, whatever else. So we go to this thing. And the whole time he's driving there, he's looking at me and he's like, still not saying what's wrong, but he's like, I'm not a bad guy. I'm not, you know, I'm not a bad guy. I'm not a bad guy, but we're going to go to the strip club right now. And I'm just like, I, that's fine, man. Just stop staring at me when you're talking and look at the road. Like I get what you're saying. I, I don't care. I just want to make it there alive. So we get there and we pull on to like a residential street. I can't figure out where like, if there is a strip club there, how is it on this residential street? And the details are kind of fuzzy of that whole night. Um, but I do remember it was like a Coke sign, like a Coca-Cola sign, but not like, like the ones that somebody would give to you for free. So like 75% of the sign is like Coca-Cola. And then on that little bottom part of the sign, it would say, like mom and pop's deli or whatever. It's like the ones that they would sponsor you. Uh, you know, you would kind of get the sign. They would pay for the sponsorship and the sign and you would just get to put your name at the bottom, whatever. So, <laughs> so I'm like, this is just sketchy. We're going into this house. This thing barely has a sign on it. Um, and and we go into to what was obviously like a house at one point and not a strip club. It is the saddest thing I've ever seen. It was like there there are like these things called row homes that are pretty pretty common in Pennsylvania, um, like in Philly and outside of Philly. But it's like a more of a long narrow house. So you go in. It's not super wide, but it's very long all the way out to the back. So you walk in what would be the front door, and to the right, there was a stage. But the stage was maybe 10 feet by 8 feet and about a foot and a half off the ground. And just dudes in chairs with coolers. And I remember the other group of kids there, they were, like, pretty young. You know, there's a couple colleges in York. My brother went to one of them. And uh, they look like college kids. The girls looked exactly how you think they would look. I couldn't see a bouncer anywhere. I'm looking for bouncers like just that's what you normally do. You walk in somewhere, you look at the bouncers, you look around, you just kind of take it all in. So I'm looking, I'm looking, I don't see anybody. But there was a very loud, verbally like aggressive um, woman who was like kind of older than the rest of them. And... Uh, I think she was like, I don't know what you would call it. Mama, she was the mama son. She was like the, the head woman I, that was kind of running the show. And she's like pouring drinks and yelling out this and that. Anyway, we sit down and I'm it, it, just took in the scene. I already want to leave. I had a couple bad experiences before. I'm, I don't want to be there. 
um, the kids next to us, the young, like college age kids, they're, they're like way too into it. Like, like way too, like, it's one thing to be like, oh, we're here. It's a spectacle. This is funny. But this kid, I remember he was loving it. Like you would have thought he was in Las Vegas. He just hit big on, um, like some craps or something. And he was taking high, high class work girls, like up to his hotel room, like, that's the way this kid, he was just in his element. If there was ever a person that you're like, that scumbag loves, he thrives at strip clubs. It is that dude. And he doesn't thrive at the nice ones. He had been there before. And so this whole thing is fucking whack. He tries to get me a, a lap dance, not falling for that again. I'm like, oh, no, thanks, buddy. You drove us here. You paid the cover. Now I'm, I'm going to sit this one out. You go have fun. Um, so he get he gets, he gets a, a lap dance. They go into like the back. There's like the bar in the middle and there's like a back room and they go into the back room, which you could see clearly that was like not set up to be super private. And <laughs> so the funniest part of maybe the whole night, just besides the strippers were just kind of gross and exactly what you would think was the woman behind the bar, the verbally aggressive older stripper woman that was kind of running the show. She comes out and she's trying to sell people on lap dances. Except she doesn't call them lap dances. She's yelling at everybody, $10 dick grinds, $10 dick grinds. Who wants to get a $10 dick grind? <laughs> I was like, that is so gnarly. That you don't even call them lap dances. You're just coming here. You're just straight up like, let's get to the point of what this is. We're in an old house. It was probably her childhood house. And and I'm just going to grind on your D until you blow it, load right into your jeans. I think the kid next to me was wearing mesh shorts, the, the professional kid there. Um, it was just whack. And so, you know, we, we, dri- we drive back and... The next morning I wake up, I'm like, I got to go home. I just have to process what just happened last night. Uh, I think I woke up mad early. He's like, all right, man, I'm going, dude. And peaced out. But, um, yeah, that was that was a pretty horrifying strip club story that I had. <laughs> um, well, hope you enjoyed it. That was my last strip club story because I haven't been back to one since. Um Actually, that was the. I think it might have been my second one, and then the Providence one was the third one. But yeah, yeah, we don't we don't do that. And if you do do it, I'm not judging you. Have fun, man. Be that kid. If you are gonna go and you're gonna do it and you're gonna enjoy it, like this is my lifestyle. Be that kid. Be the kid who was just pounding his his natty lights, big smile on his face, lap indiscriminate. Just any girl gets a lap dance from wearing his mesh shorts. Be that kid. Give me a second, and um, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Hello, this is Dino Diane, just reminding you to never forget. All right, so we are going to go to Reddit and do some advice. And this, the advice column is getting super depressing on Reddit, it is just come. It is it's a place where people just talk about being abused or attacked. One person got stabbed by their friend. Another one 
were just like walking back from the bar apparently when some guy walking in front of them like fell down and OD'd and it's a it's like a place where people are just like putting trauma and then asking it and I feel like if you're just coming on here to like lay down some horrible trauma and expect strangers to help you did it shouldn't go under the advice column. I think what you're seeking is mental mental help um, or, or legal help in some cases. So it is fucking weird. But I was able to find one anyway. Well, And it's um, just kind of the title. It's a long title, so I'll just read it out as it is. Why are trolls so illogical and stupid? A troll? No idea why. I haven't posted in a month commented on my selfie on insta saying wow you're an ugly kid go get effed you're fat and ugly end quote so that is a the lengthy title doesn't sound like this person is bothered at all i'm not even fat so that is a logical lol i'm 120 and five foot seven i don't know this guy slash girl but then i see it commented on five other my posts one of my dog, two of random stuff, and a picture I took of, and three pics I took of a mountain. I took a walk on with my friends. That is exactly how that person wrote that sentence. That That isn't even just me not being able to read. <laughs> Saying, waste of space, go KYS. Kill yourself. I don't have to go to Urban Dictionary for that. I think I figured that one out. This person has 53 followers. I have 444. Oh, my God, dude. This is how people are. Why do trolls do this? No, this person is not a friend. I don't know them in real life or online. So RL, again, it has to be real life because of the online part. I'm figuring out slang people from the Gen Zers. They came out of nowhere and when I block the IG, they make a new one. So I have to go private. Like, I get the troll didn't like my selfie, but what the F? Why would it go and say so much? It hates everything else I posted. And I, them, and when I and them do not follow each other and have no mutual followers. So this is... I don't even know what to make of this, but I mean, this is obviously somebody who knows this person. They're like, they, they're like, Oh, I don't, I don't know them. They don't have any of the same followers. Yeah. Like, I don't know if people just pick random people to go at for no reason. And then like build, make extra accounts to go back at them. But it seems like this person is just too dumb to realize somebody's effing with them Two they call out the amount of followers like is that is that even a thing like i have fit, like it is so weird i just i'm i have difficulties wrapping my mind around the whole gen z online thing like all right i'll tell i'll give you i'll give you an example of a story about my buddy wade in high school this kid is okay so high school was about the time when online bullying could have started like, it was kind of like kids might randomly, like, pop off on the mouth online or something. That wasn't like, you know, they would say stuff. But it usually ended in a way that somebody eventually had to come face to face. So, th this is this is kind of the story. And what I don't get, it, it's 
it, I guess because we were in high school by the time it came around. I'm sorry I'm rambling a little bit and trying to make sense of this to make it a way that like kind of goes along with what this person's going through. But you have the uh, like high school explosion back in, in the late 90s, early 2000s of this social media. But it always could be, I guess the problem could always be solved because there wasn't many ways to hide behind it at that point. And if somebody was beefing with you, it wasn't a random stranger. Nobody could fa- find you like that. And if it was, it wasn't really a big deal because it was something you did like at night or after school. That being said, some kid said something that I didn't like. It was something disrespectful. I told my buddy Wade, kid said it online or something. So my buddy Wade is just like, well, fuck it. We're going to this kid's house. Like, you don't talk shit online. So... He drives to this kid's house. I remember knock, he knocks on the door. Like, yo, Wade was raw. He was crazy. And he was like, the, the kid wasn't there. I think the, they were in the middle of dinner or something. And he's like, well, you let him know that me and Kareem are looking for him. Never heard from that kid again Um, after that. So I don't know. So then I kind of always have that mentality towards online. Obviously, I'm a grown man now. It doesn't matter. But it's like. Who cares what somebody says behind a screen somewhere? That's like online bullying is the most th- non-threatening form of bullying that there possibly could be. The fact that you're doing it from behind a computer screen already implies that you are a coward, pussy person. Um, and then later I did that too, actually. There's these, uh, this older kid, I, I dated his sister. And uh, we didn't even break up on bad terms, actually. We broke up my friend asked me if he could date her and I was like yeah go ahead man I don't care like he he gave it like a month and then asked me I was like yeah sure um I don't care so the the brother the older brother did not like me and he was just saying stuff to me so I was like I gotta do what Wade did you know so I went to his house on a Saturday knocked on his door actually my ex his sister answered I'm like yo I'm looking for uh Jared and uh she's like well he's not here I was like, okay, well, tell him, you know, I want to talk to him when you, when, when you see him. Tell him I was looking for him. So I drive down to his friend's house. who lived just a, actually, my, that, I lied, I wasn't driving. My friend Steve and uh, his girlfriend were driving me. They drove me to the, because they knew where the kids lived, so, uh, the second kid lived. So they drove me to his house, knocked on his door. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, he it was like, you know, I asked for both of them. They're like, oh, no, they both had like a soccer game or something. So I was like, all right, we'll tell him, you know, this is my name, blah, blah, blah. Tell him I'm looking for him. I want to talk to him. After that, nothing. The kid's not a word. Didn't stop kind of um, saying things to me. Stopped the, even in person, like once in a while. They give me like the cold shoulder in the hallway or something passing me. And I was like a little kid. You know, I wasn't a very big guy. I was like probably buck 35 when I graduated high school. And these were older kids. Um. And but after that, it stopped. Both of them, both of them were much larger than bigger kids, and just all the fact that I just went there, knocked on the door, and that and that was it. So this this is where the story gets better. Like my senior year, there's some younger kids that are friends with this kid because obviously he's a cool guy. So he's like out of school now, two years, and like hanging out with sophomores in high school. And I hear them talking about him in a study hall, and. I just say to him, I normally would just go in there and put my head down and sleep. And I say to him, I'm like, hey, I know who you're talking about. I was like, don't worry about it. I was like, he's a bitch. He's not going to do anything. And the kid just turns to me and goes, oh, yeah. 
Well, he told me that, that you came to his house one time to apologize to him. So who are you? And I was like, that's really how that went down. So afterwards, this kid stopped talking to me, stopped, you know, didn't want anything to do with me. And then told everybody that I went to his house to apologize to him years later. So that was how that went down. That that this person is just an idiot on on the thing. It, it launched me into this whole thing. This is where it even gets better. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to forget the advice. I'm going to go to the end of this story because it just keeps getting better. So I go away to college at this point. It's been years. I kind of forget all about it. And um, I'm on the boxing team that year. And so I go out with some of the guys from the boxing team and we're all wearing like our sweatshirts and shit and whatever. And it's a small campus, really small school. So pretty much, you know, everybody knows everybody. We were at the lacrosse house. One of the lacrosse kids also box. So we're there and I look into the kitchen and who do I see? That motherfucker Jared that I knocked on his door and was looking for him. And he sees me sitting around with everybody and he assesses the situation and he lo- he just looks the other way, he goes again, like he is doing everything he can to just be blend in with the walls. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, this is my chance. I should, I should say something, I should do something. And then he kinda, I don't know, he disappears for a while. Um, I don't know, went out the back door, went upstairs, something. So we're, you know, I'm kind of keeping an eye out. We're in the living room, they're in the kitchen. And uh, I don't, I don't really see him. Then the guys get antsy, and I'm like, all right, man, fuck this. So we we end up leaving, going to like another party or something like that. And uh, I never end up running running back in in with him. And uh, but it was it was a good feeling to, that you know, not that I'm a badass or anything. Not trying to pitch that. Definitely not. Um, but it was a good feeling to get my revenge like that years later that somebody was, you know, too scared to even look you in the eye and then found a way to make themselves disappear when they saw you. So once one small win, win for me there. Um, and also, you know, rest in peace to Steve, man, Steve, we drove, drove around in his big tan boat, him and his girlfriend, Whitney, who was a sweetheart. I was in class with her and, um, yeah, she was she was just she was a really nice person too. She she's still she's still alive. She's I think she was in the Navy last I heard. Um, but yeah, Steve was a great guy. And um, you know, drugs, that whole thing happened to a lot of people, unfortunately. Um, we grew up with, but that's how it goes, man. He was a great guy. So that's all I got for you today. I think um we're gonna wrap it up at thirty and uh call this a thirty episode uh, experiment and, uh, you know, people are getting married, people are, uh, having their babies, getting pregnant, getting all sorts of shit engaged. And that's good, man. You guys are all, everybody's getting back to their thing. So the numbers are dipping, which is good. It's a good dip in the numbers. That means, you know, everybody's not stuck at home listening to me fucking ramble my bullshit. And, (laughs) and that's, that's great. So I'll have two, two more guests to come on. For the last two, uh, hopefully they'll be good ones. And that'll be that. That'll be the end of the For My Friends experiment. You can catch me on social media, Kareem K Comedy, Twitter, Instagram. And you can also check out on the Spotify channel, the now newly named Almost Nerds podcast. 
um, from the Four Miners podcast. We did, oops, shit. Uh, we did two, um, me and Ben so far, comedian Ben Lewis, who had an episode 20, uh, Ben Lewis Comedy, check him out. Yeah, we've been just talking nerd stuff, and it's been a lot of fun, so kind of want to put some focus uh, into that, and then to my, my uh, stand-up hobby, and let this thing run its course, so uh, fuck you guys, and we'll see you next week.